April 21st. As we look into the New Testament for today's reading, we'll be narrating from the book of Luke, chapter 20, verses 27 through 47. Let me uh, give you an overview of what's going on here in Luke, chapter 20, in these verses. In spite of their evasive and hypocritical reply, the leaders could not escape the past. They had rejected the ministry of John the Baptist, and that led to their refusal to trust Jesus Christ. You know, you may forget your decisions, but they will not forget you. You may even try to bury them, but they'll be resurrected to accuse you. And again, a quote from Sir Winston Churchill. He said, Truth is incontrovertible. Panic may resent it, ignorance may deride it, malice may distort it, but there it is, truth. Nor could they escape future judgment. They would reject the sun and the stone, and that would bring about their ruin. Christ either saves you or judges you. Which will it be? There is no middle ground. There is but one God, the Lord your God, and He will not allow worship of other gods And he certainly has no partnership with any other gods. He is great Jehovah, the only true God. The leaders even failed to escape present responsibility. In asking Jesus trick questions, they hoped he would say something, you know, they could accuse. But his answers only exposed their folly and increased their guilt. They were fighting a losing battle and would not surrender. You know, this uh, surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ is absolutely imperative. And it's the one surrender where you win the battle. So one of the great paradoxes, you surrender and you win. Now with that, let's hear what the Word of God has to say to us today as we read from the New Testament. April 21st, Luke chapter 20, verses 27 through 47. Then some Sadducees stepped forward a group of Jews who say there is no resurrection after death. They posed this question, Teacher, Moses gave us a law that if a man dies, leaving a wife but no children, his brother should marry the widow and have a child who will be the brother's heir. Well, there were seven brothers. The oldest married and then died without children. His brother married the widow, but he also died, still no children. And so it went, one after the other, until each of the seven had married her and died, leaving no children. Finally, the woman died too. So tell us, whose wife will she be in the resurrection? For all seven were married to her. Jesus replied, Marriage is for people here on earth, but that is not the way it will be in the age to come. For those worthy of being raised from the dead won't be married then and they will never die again. In these respects, they are like angels. They are children of God, raised up to new life. But now, as to whether the dead will be raised, even Moses proved this when he wrote about the burning bush. Long after Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had died, he referred to the Lord as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. So he is the God of the living, not the dead." They are alive to Him. Well said, teacher, remarked some of the teachers of religious law who were standing there. And that ended their questions. No one dared to ask any more. Then Jesus presented them with a question. Why is it, He asked, that the Messiah is said to be the son of David? For David himself 
wrote in the book of Psalms, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit in honor at my right hand, until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. Since David called him Lord, how can he be his son at the same time? Then, with the crowds listening, he turned to his disciples and said, Beware of these teachers of religious law, for they love to parade in flowing robes and to have everyone bow to them as they walk in the marketplaces, and how they love the seats of honor in the synagogues and at banquets. But they shamelessly cheat widows out of their property, and then, to cover up the kind of people they really are, they make long prayers in public. Because of this, their punishment will be the greater. Today we're reading in Psalms, Psalm 89, verses 14 through 37. And faithfulness is a key word in this psalm. God's faithfulness is seen from generation to generation among His people. Among the nations and toward David and his family. Ethan knew all of this because he knew the scriptures. But recent events seem to deny the truthfulness of the covenant and the faithfulness of the Lord. Doubt was creeping in. Ethan's problem was caused by spiritual short-sightedness. The ultimate fulfillment of the Davidic covenant is in Jesus Christ, the son of David, and he will reign forever. God's faithfulness does not fail. When Jeremiah viewed the destruction of Jerusalem, he may have felt as Ethan did when the king was defeated and dethroned. Instead of questioning God's faithfulness, Jeremiah reaffirmed it. Great is your faithfulness. Never judge God's faithfulness on the basis of what you see or how you feel, because His promises do not fail. Psalm 89, verses 14 through 37. Your throne is founded on two strong pillars, righteousness and justice. Unfailing love and truth walk before you as attendants. Happy are those who hear the joyful call to worship, for they will walk in the light of your presence, Lord. They rejoice all day long in your wonderful reputation. They exult in your righteousness. You are their glorious strength. Our power is based on your favor. Yes, our protection comes from the Lord, and He, the Holy One of Israel, has given us our King. You once spoke in a vision to your prophet and said, I have given help to a warrior. I have selected him from the common people to be king. I have found my servant David. I have anointed him with my holy oil. I will steady him, and I will make him strong. His enemies will not get the best of him, nor will the wicked overpower him. I will beat down his adversaries before him and destroy those who hate him. My faithfulness and unfailing love will be with him, and he will rise to power because of me. I will extend his rule from the Mediterranean Sea in the west to the Tigris and Euphrates rivers in the east, and he will say to me, You are my Father, my God, and the rock of my salvation." I will make him my firstborn son, the mightiest king on earth. I will love him and be kind to him forever. My covenant with him will never end. I will preserve an heir for him. His throne will be as endless as the days of heaven. But if his sons forsake my law and fail to walk in my ways, if they do not obey my decrees and fail to keep my commands, 
Then I will punish their sin with the rod, and their disobedience with beating. But I will never stop loving him, nor let my promise to him fail. No, I will not break my covenant. I will not take back a single word I said. I have sworn an oath to David, and in my holiness I cannot lie. His dynasty will go on forever. His throne is as secure as the sun, as eternal as the moon, my faithful witness in the sky. Proverbs chapter 13, verses 17 through 19. An unreliable messenger stumbles into trouble, but a reliable messenger brings healing. If you ignore criticism, you will end in poverty and disgrace. If you accept criticism, you will be honored. It is pleasant to see dreams come true, but fools will not turn from evil to attain them.